Welcome back to the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I am grateful you are here with me today. I am recording this on a rainy morning. It is one of those days where it is actually really hot and sticky outside, but you just want to stay in, in your pajamas, all day long. I'm grateful you're here because this podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and realize you are not alone. You're not. We're in this together. Yes, we are. Because just think about it. How hard is it to do things by yourself? And how much easier does it become when you have someone along with you for the ride? Even if they are just there walking the journey with you, it makes it that much easier. And that is really what I want to talk about today because it is the month of June and June is a really hard month for me. It is the month that my mom was born, the month she got married, and also the month that she passed away. And crazy enough, as the universe would have it, her name is June. I know, right? How did that even happen? So wild. But it's hard. It's hard to go through all the emotions of everything packed into one month. And I've been thinking a lot about my mom, especially now being a mom. It has put a whole other layer of perspective into it. And people will tell you, yeah, yeah, you know, you know what it's like to be a mom. You'll, you'll figure it out. You'll do this. You'll do that. And you do. You certainly just figure it out along the way. But there are so many things that I wish my mom was here for. So many moments that I wish we got to experience together. In my family, I am the only daughter. My brothers did have kids before me, but it's different, I think, for a mother to experience seeing their daughter go through an entire pregnancy and what that is like. And I have this whole new level of respect and gratitude and appreciation for everything (laughs) that my parents did for me. And there are moments now when we are snuggling up with Emma. And I never even thought about it before. But my mom was doing those same things with all of us. And the things that I am thinking about Emma, this love and overflowing heart of goodness, she was going through those same things. Even the times that it's challenging and struggling, she went through something similar as well. And I think with our own parents, we sort of take it for granted because we're here now, right? At whatever age we are and we've made it this far and we learn so many things along the way, but you don't realize all the help you got to get to where you are and how important and necessary every one of those tiny moments are. One thing that my brothers and I definitely picked up from my parents, specifically my mom, was a love for music. In our home, there was always music playing. 
And when I was pregnant with them, I was constantly playing music and Dustin and I were listening to Dave Matthews concerts outside on our little porch. And what I love seeing now is Emma has this, and I don't know if all babies do, (laughs) maybe this is just something they do, but in Emma, she has this innate love for music. As soon as music comes on, she will start to dance and she will look at us to see if we are dancing too. And we jump right in and dance along with her. And then she giggles and laughs and is adorable. And she'll go back and she'll press it again so that more music is playing. And I love seeing that joy and light in her. And I feel like a lot of that is my mom. And that love of music that she had passed down to her. And hopefully it stays. You know, I, she's still small. <laughs> she has so much learning and growing to do and her personality will develop and grow. But I do, I really think it's my mom and her. And I wish my mom was here to see that, to participate in the giggles and the goodness and all of it. But as you know, we're navigating through this month of June and going through all the things. One thing that we like to do each year is celebrate my mom. And so we're actually going to be doing that tomorrow. We'll be getting together at my house. And it's simply a moment to get together and remember her. A moment where we're coming together intentionally for that reason. And I love just the simple act of us being together, because that is really the most important thing. And something that my mom cherished deeply was those small, tiny moments with family gathered together. And in thinking about my mom, something struck me that came up also because I was listening to another podcast. And on that podcast, um, he was talking about being in the hospital and having to give blood. And when the nurse came in to give blood, and he was there for a really long time. And when the nurse came in to take his blood, she tried once. She didn't get it. Tried twice, didn't get it. And she said to her, all right, I'm going to give you a third time, (laughs) you know. But what you're doing, it it hurts. I've been giving blood so many times that each time you, you jab me, it's painful. She tried for a third time, missed again. She's like, all right, all right, can you please get someone else? Because this is very uncomfortable. And so she went out, she got someone else. The guy actually showed a vein that, you know, was strong and ready to take that blood and asked the nurse, can you please take it from here? I mean, look at it. It's, it's begging for it practically. And he went in, he tried, missed, but didn't go for the vein that he had asked for. He said, why, why didn't you use the one I asked you to use? And he said, uh, you know, actually to go in this other way was easier for me. He said, easier, but you missed. <laughs> and like, I'm going to give you one more time. He tried again, missed. So that's five times that you're getting jabbed and they're not getting what they need. And it's painful. And he said, all right, I'm sorry. He goes, can you please bring in someone else? Because this is really uncomfortable. And so they came back and they brought their boss. And he was saying, you know, I'm really sorry. I didn't want to have to ask for you. This wasn't, you know, what I wanted, but I gave him five chances. And they missed every time. And she said, no, no, no. You are absolutely right. You really, truly need to be an advocate for yourself in the healthcare system. There's so much going on. 
There's a lot happening. If you are not the one speaking up, they're just going to keep doing what they're doing. And this brought me right back to my mom and when she was in the hospital and watching everything that she was going through. And she had cancer pretty much throughout her entire body. So she was not feeling great, right? She was feeling really awful. And when you have doctors saying things to you, telling you what they're going to do, you're not paying attention. You can't possibly process what's happening. It's too much coming at you at once. Your mind is on the pain. Your mind is on what your body is feeling. And so it's really important to have somebody else there with you, even just to listen, to hear what is being said, to actually be able to soak it in. And then you need that advocate to say, no, 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 this is not what I want to do. This is not the direction that I want to take. Or yes, this is absolutely what I want to do. But when you are in that space, when you're in the moment, when you're not the person feeling well, it's really challenging to do. And that's where not being alone is important. Having somebody by your side who can do it for you. When I was in the hospital with Emma, I went in the night before because the doctor said, if you don't go at this time, you know, we're going to schedule a C-section for you. Not, not a C-section, sorry. We're going to induce you. And I was supposed to go in that Friday. I had my last final doctor's appointment on that Wednesday. When I went into that doctor's appointment, my blood pressure was really high. And he said, nope, we're actually going today. <laughs> Take yourself to the hospital immediately, and we're going to start the induction process tonight. And so they did that on Wednesday night. Then on Thursday, I was pushing for four hours, four very long hours, but it didn't actually seem that long to me, which is crazy. I think because I didn't know what to expect since it was my first time. Everything was brand new. And I almost felt what was happening was, I guess this was the way it was supposed to be, right? You know, no one was saying differently. And I was trying my best and I just couldn't get her to come out. And then at the four hour mark, the doctor said, I'm going to give you 10 more minutes. If we can't push her out, we're going to have to do something else. Those 10 more minutes did not do anything. <laughs> it was still in the same situation that I was in. And he said to me, all right, we can either use the suction to pull her out or we can go for a C-section. And I think first he might have actually wanted to use the suction. I think if I remember correctly. And that was not something that I wanted to be done. And so I had to say, no, 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 this 100%, I do not want to do that. Let's just go for the C-section. But had I not been the one to speak up, he would have just done it. And not that doing that is wrong, because that is absolutely part of their procedures and their processes and what they do. But for me, it wasn't the right thing, and I knew that. But you have to speak up. And you think about this in everything in life. 
How many times are you in a situation or going through something and you almost might do it just because it's happening and you think, oh, I guess this is the way it's supposed to be, right? But you're not really sure, but something doesn't feel right inside for you. You have to be that advocate for yourself. You have to be the one to say, no, 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 I'm not doing this. This is not for me. And that is challenging. Oh, so challenging, right? Especially when maybe everybody else is doing whatever that thing is. And you start to feel guilty that you're not. You start to feel like, ah, maybe I should be doing that. Or maybe I'm going to be judged because I'm raising my hand and saying no. And that's where we need to release that worry, that fear, that whatever feeling comes up when you think about what others are thinking of you. Because let's, let's get real clear in the end, it doesn't matter. Their perception of you does not trump your true core feelings. It doesn't trump what you innately know is right or wrong for yourself. Let them make a snide remark. Let them pass a little bit of judgment. But that doesn't mean you need to do it. It doesn't mean that them also passing that judgment and all that is right. But sometimes you can't let that be what changes your decision. And it's not not only in the medical world. It's in everything that you're doing in life. And just think about all the times that you're like, that's, you know, not really for me. But maybe you go along with it. And I think about this even in the corporate world where I have a commitment every Wednesday and it's for Girl Scouts and I have to be there at a particular time. Those girls are counting on me for me to be there at that time. My office is a bit of distance away from where I actually have those meetings. It takes about 45 minutes to an hour to get there, depending upon traffic. And so if I don't leave exactly on time from work, I will not make it. Yet we have a meeting every Wednesday that tends to go over. And I could do one of two things. I could stay there in the meeting because I think that's what people want me to do, right? I mean, they're still talking. It really doesn't involve me. But do I have to stay? (laughs) Going through all the things in my head, right? And then I could be panicking and rushing like crazy to try to make it on time for Girl Scouts. Or I say, you know what? The meeting is only supposed to go to this time. It's not as if I'm leaving early. It's not as if I'm saying, nope, I'm not even showing up. I'm here. You know, the dedicated time that we said we were going to be, what we all agreed to. And because every single time you want to go over, I, I can't. I have to go. And so I have to pick up my things and walk out of that room. And goodness gracious, do I feel guilty. And is it really hard to do? Yes. 
But is it necessary for me to do for the other commitments that I have in my life? 100%. And so I have to stand up for myself and I have to do what I know is right for me. And I just want to to have us really keep that top of mind. And to know that when you are doing what is right for you, it doesn't mean you're doing wrong for someone else. And maybe they might perceive that, right? They might think, oh, she doesn't care about me. Oh, she's just leaving early? No, 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 no. That's not the case. Not the case at all. And I've been thinking a lot, a lot about this, especially with Emma. What is truly important in this time span that we have? I thought that I was going to have so much more time with my mom. Never in a million years did I think she'd be gone before she was 60. Never. That time was cut short. And now here I am. And I look at Emma and I think, we have no idea how much time we have together. I think it's, you know, quite a bit. But it might not be the case. This might be all we get. And we almost have to live that way. Where you kind of need to pick your priorities based on knowing there is this finite time. It's not going to go on forever. And so what really truly is important? Where do you want to put your energy? Where do you want to show up? Where can maybe you release things because they are becoming a time suck? They're not really truly what is making you happy. They're not the important things. And what is important? For me, number one, It's time and connection with those I love. That is the utmost important because you will never be able to get that back, ever. And I have to say, I am beyond, 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 beyond grateful for the amount of time that I was able to take off when Emma was born. I have been hearing stories of people who have gone back much sooner for I have had to, or haven't really even had a chance, the opportunity to take any sort of leave. And I couldn't imagine. Couldn't. I am grateful for that time, for that bond we were able to form with one another. And there's nothing in this world that will bring that back. Nothing. And yeah, I could have chose to do different things. I could have let my guilt overpower and overshadow. But no, I, I really tuned in and did what I knew was right for me, knew what I needed to do for Emma. And we have to do that. We have to tune in and listen. And then take... All it takes inside of us to stand up and be that voice for ourselves. Because no one is going to do it for you sometimes, right? You need to be the one to do it. And it's empowering to stand up and really speak, you know, what is in your heart. 
It is absolutely empowering. It's necessary. It's beautiful too, because it's you standing in your own true authentic light. And here's the thing, and this is what I think we forget to remember, (laughs) if that makes sense. But when you do it, you are setting an example for those around you. And they might not say it, but they're watching. They see it. And they recognize the way that you are taking control of your life, of your destiny, of what is truly important. And they're realizing that they too need to do that. That they don't have to get wrapped up in this rat race of doing what other people's expectations are. They can really truly be their own. And so powerful, so amazing, so incredible. And so I want you to pause this week, even as you go throughout, and I really invite you to see where you may need to step up a little bit and be a better advocate for yourself, or where you see yourself really, truly excelling in this and doing it in incredible, impactful ways. Because maybe maybe you're totally rocking it. And if so, oh my goodness, a million high fives to you. But if you're struggling a little bit with it, know you're not alone and know that it's going to be this ebb and flow where you're going to be really great at doing it. And then there will be other situations where you're going to question yourself. You're going to be completely unsure. But you got this. You really, truly do. And you absolutely deserve it. You do. You deserve to stand in your own authentic light and when you are around others where you see they might be struggling to be an advocate for themselves or if they're in a situation like my mom was where she really couldn't I encourage you to step into that space and do it for them even if they don't ask because asking someone to help you is so hard (laughs) we all know that right Especially when you're feeling awful, it's even harder then. But my goodness, how necessary, right? How incredibly necessary it is to have those people in your corner. Oh, I love coming on here and chatting with you guys. I missed you. Last week completely got away from me and I did not have a chance to record, but I'm so grateful to be here sitting in front of this microphone again. And I'm going to pull a card because we definitely need a card this week to tuck into our pockets. I have been feeling agitated lately, not feeling myself. And I know it is a hundred percent because I have not been in the rhythm of moving my body and I have not been in the routine of sitting down in the morning to write and pulling my cards. And so I am trying to get back into that. And the one day that after I was knowing, like, oh, my God, I'm so agitated. What is going on? And I did it. I said, ah, this is what's missing. (laughs) This, this is what is what I need. This small pocket of time really changes my perspective. It fills me up in a way that I need immensely. And so that's that's my goals (laughs) for these next few weeks is to 
find my way back into the rhythm and the routine and in a way that works for me. Because, you know, life is not what it was before I had a little one. And even any time we fall out of a rhythm and a routine, it's hard to get ourselves back into it. But once we get into it, it feels great, right? So, you know, that's where I am. All right. Oh, I pulled the card and it is the guardian angel. And I love this for this conversation because, well, one, we were talking about my mom and I feel like she has become my guardian angel. But also when we're thinking about being an advocate for ourselves, watching over ourselves, really tuning in and listening. It's amazing to know that there are also these other people that are watching over and they're cheering you on. And even if you cannot see them, if you cannot feel them, they are there. And when you might be uncertain to take that next step, lean in and know that they are right by your side. And so this is the Kyle Great deck and it says, everyone has a guardian angel who has been with them since their soul's creation. Now your guardian angel is drawn closer to you than ever. This angel guide knows you, loves you, and accepts you completely. Before your incarnation on earth, you danced across the stars together. If you're feeling overwhelmed or alone, know that your angel is with you to share their love and make you feel safe. You never walk the path alone. Angels are always there to light the way. This card is a huge reminder that you always have their help, support, and companionship available to you. You are an independent soul and often find yourself trying to do everything on your own. But know that even just a quick prayer to your guardian angel can take away some of that pressure. Your angel wants to hear more from you. In order to support you fully, they must be invited to do so. But then no request is too much. Your angel guide was made for you and is dedicated to you. Take time today for an easy and informal conversation with them. Speak openly and in a heartfelt way about your life, any challenges you are facing, and anything you need help with. Throughout that conversation, their help will find its way to you. When you draw this card, they want you to know they are with you. Oh, how beautiful and divine that is to know. I mean, I say it here, but also there are others. There are people with you walking the journey and they want to see you living your best life. And so I encourage you, have that conversation with your guardian angel, even if it feels awkward and strange. And there's a few ways you can do this. You can do it maybe by writing them a letter. Let them know really, oh, unfiltered. What are you going through? What are these challenges that you are having? And you know me, I'm a big proponent of writing. And so I encourage you to show up to that page and don't censor yourself. Allow your heart to completely spill open and get it out. You don't need to keep it. You know, when you're done with it, you can rip it up, you can burn it. Your guardian angel will still hear you but allow yourself to get it out of you. I can hear in my head some of the things that I know I need to get out and write down. But have that conversation. 
Maybe you're driving in your car and you're by yourself. You can speak out loud to this guardian angel. Let them know what's going on in your life. How you doing? How you feeling? Where might you need a little bit of help? Or maybe you're in the shower and it's just a conversation in your head. It doesn't have to be out loud. But have it. Think about them. Think about what you want and need to tell them. Get it out. We don't need to hold on to everything, right? We think that we do, but we don't. We have this amazing opportunity to drop what we don't need and to keep on moving forward. And so let's do that. Let your guardian angel know where you need help. Where do you need help? Oh, I am grateful, grateful, grateful for you. Thank you for tuning in. It is an absolute joy to be here. I also want to share that Dustin and I have gone on a little bit of a fun adventure together where we decided to do a podcast. And it's funny the way that this came up because what happens at the end of the day, right? He's home with Emma all day. And then I'm working. And at the end of the day, we crash completely. And then we say, oh, what do you want to watch? And we put something on that we don't even pay attention to because we're both just scrolling on our phones. We're not connecting. We're not having conversations. We're going through the motions. And we were thinking about, you know, when he came on as a guest for me, that it was fun. And I really enjoyed it. And so he said, you know, instead of, you know, completely ignoring each other at night, why don't we sit down in front of our microphones and chat? And so we're just chatting about anything and everything, anything that comes up. And it has really been fun. We recorded, I think, three or four episodes so far, but haven't told anyone about them. So this is my first time sharing it. (laughs) It is called The Blue Canoe. And... The reason it has that name is really it's just fun. You know, it's about paddling through life's journeys, I guess. I don't know, but it was a fun name when we were kind of brainstorming different names. And it is completely different than this because it is simply just kind of an inside conversation between me and Dustin. And literally we're talking about anything and everything. So that will be coming out this week. I will actually be posting it. So you can find it. You can actually find it now if you search Blue Canoe on the podcasting apps. But, you know, if it's something that interests you, come along. But again, it is completely different than this. But it has been fun for us. And it has been a moment of connection, which I am really enjoying. And it gives us a reason to sit down and have a conversation. And it sounds kind of funny to say that because... We really shouldn't have a reason, but I think we just get so caught up in our own rhythms and routines that we forget. We need to connect with each other. We need to, you know, push away that exhaustion and take a moment for each other. So come along, give a listen. And again, thank you for being here, for tuning in. It is a pleasure and an honor to get to have this conversation with you. And I will be back soon with another episode. But until then, I just wish you a wonderful week. I encourage you to have that conversation with your guardian angel. 
to be that advocate for yourself and speak up and know I got your back. Sending you a giant hug and we will talk soon. <laughs>